You are listening to the Family Culture Project, episode 60, how to let go of control and empower your family members. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love and become the family you were meant to be. In some companies, when you start a job, you're given an employee handbook. It includes policies and procedures. It's an incredible resource, but even the most thorough handbooks can't prepare you for every situation. We see this in families as well. As kids get older, we're not always there to tell them what to do in every situation. And the more they're outside our house, the less control we have over the choices that they make. Plus, technology, as it changes, both the kids and the parents experience things that we didn't know that we needed rules for. So both in an organization and a family, the culture is meant to bridge the gap between the rules and the unexpected scenarios that each of us face. But it will only do that if we empower the people in our organization or our family. And what that means is giving people permission to take action and make decisions on their own without our constant input and oversight. So you may be freaking out a little bit because obviously I I, I have with the thought of just letting the kids do <laughs> make a lot of the decisions on their own, but it really does work. Yeah. I mean, in families that we're working with our children and, and in and in workplace, we're working with employees that we've handpicked and we've hired. So you anticipate that you're passing on sort of that authority that we have, that we're given them. But with children, I think there's a tendency to want to get everything right, to have them do everything right. And um, it's hard. It's hard to let them sort of take the reins. However, the best leaders don't delegate tasks, they delegate authority. And we can do this in our family when we create clarity and trust in our culture. And sometimes this looks like us asking our kids to do things and letting them do it their own way because the outcome is ultimately what we're after. The ages of your children will definitely determine how much authority you give away, but at all ages, you can definitely give away authority. Yeah. And you're always going to be letting go of control. So start practicing. (laughs) Start doing it now in the everyday little things, and you'll be able to do it in the bigger things. Now, one of the things that um, empowering the people in our life will do is it will help us free up mental capacity. And so a great example of this is what we do with our kids when it comes to money. So when we were little, when they were little, I mean, we started working with them and teaching them how to handle their money, how to give, save, and spend. And as they got older, we gave them more and more responsibility to do this. We continued to teach them how to use their money wisely by giving them various budgets to manage. I can remember one of the first things that we did with our kids was just back to school. We gave them each a budget and we took them shopping and we really allowed them to figure out exactly how to maximize that amount of money for the things that they really did need. Mm -hmm. And again, there's a perfect example of where it's super scary to let go of control. And, you know... We have been resisting the urge to sort of micromanage that process for them because we don't want them to screw up. We don't want them to make bad choices. And we don't want to see them crushed because of the choices that they made that might not have been the best ones. But because we started doing this when our kids were little, we see the fruit of it now that they're in high school. They have more money to manage. We've figured out how much money that we would spend on them over the course of a year and allowed them to manage it themselves. And so where this frees up mental capacity is that we're constantly not being asked for money so that they can do things and buy things. And it really has given them freedom 
to make choices within the boundaries of our values that we've taught them. Yeah, this this one's in particular, this aspect in particular is very vivid to me because one of the things I remember growing up is you're always asking your parents for money. And every time you want to do something, you're asking them for money. And it, it in our house, it, it's amazing to me that we we rarely get into the conversation around money because they're managing their own budget they're managing what they need to purchase, what they can afford, and they're making they're actually asking less questions about what they can and can't do to us because they already know the answer. Empowering people also promotes growth. So those who are controlled do not grow as leaders, and you can either have control or you can have growth, but you can't have both. And so if we were to control every aspect of using the same example, um, money, if we were to control every aspect of the way they spent their money, they would never be able to grow into really wise money managers. And they're going to need that skill um, as soon as they graduate high school and they start working full-time jobs and they're in college and we're not there to guide them and direct them. And one thing about controlling our kids or even the people that we work with is that controlling creates passive followers, but empowerment creates faith-filled leaders. And so we really don't want to control our people to the point where they just turn into robots and they're just doing what we tell them to do, but we want them to be excited about the responsibility that we're giving them. We want them to be excited about the the part they have to play. And so um, when we control them, that's not possible. When you empower people, the right people, they will eventually do it better than you will. And honestly, I hope our kids will avoid the financial mistakes that we made and do a better job of managing money than we've done because we've empowered them at such a young age. And there's a misconception that the strength of your organization or your family is tied to how much you control it. It's not true. The strength lies in who you empower. Family culture is not about behavior modification. And we've said before, like, we're not here to give you a bunch of parenting tips. But family culture is about passing down a set of values and beliefs that your children will embrace, take ownership, and run with. It's really about what is the overarching story and narrative of your family and how are you living it out. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you? We've created the Family Retreat Packet to help you connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you are doing as a family. It's like a 360 peer review, but for families. It takes the guesswork out of planning because it includes everything you need to host your own family retreat, such as a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions. Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com and for only $4.99, you can download the Family Retreat Packet and host your family retreat. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com slash shop to get your copy today. There are two things that are crucial when empowering your people. It's clarity and trust. So first off, you communicate with clarity. This ensures that what you're teaching is aligned with your values, your goals, and your mission. And it's important to communicate clearly what you're doing and why it is important. With our kids, we've really made a point to teach them what we believe about money, why we're doing what we're doing with them in terms of allowing them to manage money, money, and we are encouraging them in that process. And so there's no question in their mind that the system that we put in place for them has a purpose, and they understand why we're doing it, and they understand also what what we expect of them, what our values are around money, what we how we see it being used in the proper way. 
Clarity without trust creates fear without action. If we gave them money but micromanaged how to spend it, or we didn't allow them to make mistakes while they're under our roof, they won't be able to take the risks required to build the confidence in this area. And so if you're wondering what are the things that you believe so that you can pass down those things to your kids with clarity, you can download our family discussion sheet and start the conversation with what it is that's really important to you. Now, the second thing is trust. You extend trust. So when you do this, it makes your family members eager to embrace the values and beliefs that you're teaching them. Because trust without clarity, work without direction, just creates busy work. Your kids and other family members will become like robots. I mean, kids know what's going on. So if you say that you're giving them a certain responsibility, but you're not trusting them, you're not you're you're looking over their shoulder, you're being a helicopter parent in that area, they're going to know that you don't trust them and it's going to cause them to freeze up. But if you actually give them what they need, if you equip them with the knowledge that they need and then trust them to do it in the way that they see fit and allow them to make mistakes, there's going to be an excitement about what it is that they're doing and what it is that you're doing together as a family. One of the toughest parts for me is actually just the willingness to let go of control. I'm kind of a control person. I'm sure my wife would agree. (laughs) But um, just this part, extending trust means... As a parent, you have to let go of control, which means the kids are going to get things wrong, make mistakes, and and that's got to just be perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to ask yourself, like in the moment when you want to step in and take over control, you have to be able to ask yourself, what is the most important win here? What is it that I need us to win at in order for our values and beliefs to to become evident. So what am I, am I willing to experience a temporary loss of excellence, effectiveness to see an exponential explosion of influence, right? The goal here is to guard the values, but yet surrender the control. And this requires a time element as well. Clearly we could probably do a lot of the chores around the house a lot quicker than the kids, but certainly if we're giving them the power and the ability to just do those jobs, we cannot micromanage them, and, and it might take them twice the amount of time. Mm-hmm. Chores is a perfect example. It's like you, f- you feel like you're taking two steps forward and one step back because, of course, they're not us, and they can't do it like we, we do it. But that's a perfect example of why ways that we have to be willing to have the job not done perfectly because we don't give our kids chores because we want the house to be perfectly clean. We give them chores because we're trying to teach them teamwork and responsibility, and, you know, there there's that that tendency to want to be like, well, let me do it the right way. Let me do it the perfect way. Let me get it done now. Yeah. So if they're actually responsible for cleaning the mirrors in your house and you're looking at the mirror the next time you're standing in front of there and there's a big streak in it, you can't really yell at them about it. (laughs) No, no. I mean, you can bring them back and you can just reiterate, of course, with clarity what it is that you expect. But um, yeah, you you definitely have to be willing to, 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 for it to be a bumpy road, like because they will under-deliver. They will make mistakes, and that's absolutely okay. As we wrap up this episode, ask yourself, what is the most important win needed in our family in this particular season at this time? Consider if you're holding back or whether or not your standards are too high, and then choose one or two things that you can teach them and delegate to others. Family Culture Project has a great site, but do you know what's even a better one? My wife's. She's been at this blogging thing for a while now, and she has a lot of smart things to say about family, faith, and community. Aw, thanks, babe. When you're done listening to the episode, head over to KimberlyAmici.com and see what I'm talking about. 
And don't forget, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. Hey, that's my line. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.